In today's episode, we talk about venture capital in Africa. Are there racial connotations in who gets funding? Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Dong. A report by Africa Arena revealed that the venture capital funding for African startups will reach a record of $2.8 billion this year. Kenya, Nigeria and South Africa stand out as the main destinations of capital with 89.2% of the total amount of funds invested on the continent and account for the vast majority of 77% of the deals concluded. Olivia Bianima, an investor and entrepreneur, talks about why the share of venture capital seems to be going to these hotspots. Venture capital basically looks for growth. A venture capitalist looks at um, an investment this way. He thinks, if I give you my $10 today, I want in five to seven years to sell my share in your business and get 10x and get $100 out. Now, how think about the companies that could give him that kind of return. There are companies that can go really, really fast, deploy his $10 and grow really, really fast. And how do you grow really, really fast? Basically, how do you scale, right? Depends on what business you are, right? Most scale comes from adding, adding buyers, adding consumers, right? And that basically requires many people, population. So you will find that the market in which you play determines how scalable you are. Say, and, and, but it also depends on which business. If you're a manufacturing uh, company, for example, it's very hard for you to, to you know, export it's it's not very hard it, it is slightly harder for a manufacturing company working in rwanda to sell its goods to um a company uh, to 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 a buyer in in benin right so scale might be difficult for that manufacturing company however a technology company doesn't matter where you're based you can sell your product anywhere first that's why a lot of venture actually loves tech because tech offers scalability that's one a lot of venture goes to bigger markets because they see scale as that's where scale can be achieved. Because if you compare, you know, Ethiopia, what's the population over 100 million uh, with Rwanda? I would rather invest in Ethiopia because you're going to scale to you're going to basically sell your product to potentially 100 million people versus Rwanda. That's why it goes to certain bigger markets. But then I'll give you an example. Technology kind of um, transcends that limitation. That's the power of technology. Back to your question, venture capital, yeah, you find that it's concentrated in in certain markets, bigger markets because of scalability. There's also kind of support services. In Kenya, for example, there is an ecosystem. There is a a startup ecosystem that we don't have here that is just getting started. Um, So so venture capitalists, when they approach you, they don't have the time to teach you. You have to come educated on what they're looking for. And if you don't know that, you don't speak their language, you won't know how to talk to them, you won't know how to present your idea. That's a big, big hurdle. In many African countries, expat founders receive more funding from investors and locals. Of the top 100 African-based startups that received the highest amount of venture capital in Africa last year, eight were led by foreigners. Olivia Banyema talks about racial connotations and the foreign investor template. There is data that shows that expat founders get the lion's share of venture capital coming down. There's, you know, we could scream till we're blue in the face about it's racist, it's this or the other. I'm not saying there isn't an element of racism. There's always a little bit of something sinister. You never know. However, I think that I relate it more towards kind of what I would call pattern recognition. Investors, they recognize patterns that make them, that give them comfort. Those patterns lie with a lot of white founders, expat founders. Patterns like, what school did you go to? Oh, you went to an Ivy League. That gives me comfort. 
Um, and where did you work? Oh, you worked in uh, an investment bank. Check. Um, how do you speak? What's, how do you, you know, express yourself? Are you, you know, just really expressive in the English language? That gives me comfort, you know, communication skills. And those are kind of natural things. You would do it, you know, because at the end of the day, they really <laughs> venture capital. They invest in people. They don't invest in ideas. VC invests in people, not ideas. They have to trust you. They have to believe that you'll take their money and fail and try again and fail and try again and fail and try again. So how do you convince them? The way they get comfort around you is by they come with a, a template of, of patterns that they they've seen work before where they're coming from. So there is kind of a natural bias, but it comes from looking for comfort. And 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 to be honest, the truth is, you know, the people writing these checks are foreign. The people writing the checks are foreign. They're white. They're coming from Europe. They're coming from the United States. So until we have black VC, until we have African venture capitalists, until we have a, a, a whole kind of, we understand like we have, you know, angel investors here that understand how to invest. We will have that problem forever until we're investing in ourselves. Now, we, when I talked about education, educating entrepreneurs, that's one thing. I also believe that society, our societies, we need to, an education around venture as an asset class. In her parting short, she says there is need to avail African entrepreneurs with information on building scalable businesses and how to actually go about navigating the investment industry. We don't have the same information. We may not know the process. Let me tell you. So the investment world is a world of its own. And it speaks a different language from even regular business language, right? So if you don't know that language, you will have your idea. You might even build your app and you'll sit with it somewhere and you'll never see the, the world. So there isn't enough information. I really want this information about how to build a business, how to scale. There's a lot of science to it. It's an art and a science, but there is a science to building a scalable, investable business. And that science is not being taught in school, at least here. But I want it in the United States. That science is being taught there. Here, we're not. Like, so we need a whole education around entrepreneurship in today's context. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The World Bank halted disbursements for operations in Sudan on Wednesday in response to the military's seizure of power from a transitional government, while state oil company workers, doctors and pilots joined civil groups opposing the takeover. Thousands of people have taken to the streets since Monday's coup, led by armed forces chief General Adel Fattah al-Buhan, and several people have been killed in clashes with security forces. The World Bank decision to pause payments and stop processing new operations is a setback for one of Africa's poorest countries. After isolation from the international financing system across three decades of Bashir's rule, Sudan achieved full re-engagement with the bank in March and gained access to $2 billion in financing. The government had instituted harsh economic reforms that succeeded in achieving rapid arrears clearance and debt relief and renewed financing from the World Bank and IMF. BioNTech says it plans to start construction on its first start-to-finish vaccine plant in Africa in the middle of next year, aiming to build a manufacturing network that would eventually supply hundreds of millions of doses to the continent. The German company said it's developing the plants with the governments of Rwanda and Senegal, and initially the factory will have an annual capacity of 50 million messenger RNA vaccine doses. The location hasn't yet been decided, and the company didn't announce a timeline for completion. 
The news comes as Moderna earlier this month said it would spend as much as $500 million to build a factory in Africa that could produce half a billion messenger RNA vaccine doses a year. Both Moderna and BioNTech factories may be completed too late to have much impact on the COVID-19 pandemic. Central Bank of Kenya has revoked the authorization granted to Mobile Pay Limited, which has the brand name Tangaza, as a mobile payment service provider. The regulator said the action culminates in a long engagement between them and Mobile Pay Limited, during which they considered Mobile Pay Limited's continued violations of the nation payment systems law and regulations. Mobile Pay Limited has, persist- has persistently failed to discharge its statutory obligations, among others non-submission of audited annual financial accounts of the trust fund, non-submission of annual system security audit reports, and non-submission of quarterly reports for Central Bank of Kenya's oversight. The Central Bank has, however, assured customers that they will work with the mobile transfer company to ensure that the funds are reimbursed to those who will be affected by the revocation. And a look at our securities market on the Nairobi Securities Exchange, a total of 12,645,000 900 shares in 1,015 deals corresponding to a market value of Kenya shillings 458,469,061 were traded. Compared with the previous trading day, today's data shows 37% improvement in volume, 38% improvement in turnover, but 13% decline in deals. In the aggregate, 52 Nairobi Securities Exchange equities participated in trading, ending with 24 gainers and 15 losers. BOC Gases Kenya led the gainers with 53% share price appreciation, closing at 70 Kenya shillings per share. On the losing side, TPS Eastern Africa PLC came out last with an end-of-day price depreciation of 6.78% at 15.8 Kenya shillings per share. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K-Financial. And you can find me at Rithodong on Twitter.